The truth can be ugly. But as a taxpaying citizen, you have the right to know what is happening in your government. For your ticket to the undisclosed news, stories, and information ignored by big media, this is Backroom Access with your host, Jeff Kaysen. Jeff Kaysen. Hello, friends and patriots, and welcome to another episode of Backroom Access. I'm your host, Jeff Kaysen, and I want to thank you for stopping by and listening in again this week. In this week's episode, uh, we're going to be talking to someone down south uh, about our current border crisis. But before we do, I want to thank our friends over at Texas Scorecard for sponsoring this week's episode. Texas Scorecard has tons of great information, audio, written, video, and I want to encourage all of you to check it out at texasscorecard.com. Well, folks, this week's guest uh, we've had on the show a couple times already, and uh, he is Sheriff Roy Boyd from Goliad County. He's down there on the front lines of the border crisis that's currently taking place. And uh, if you've been listening to the news at all in the last week or so, they've really been talking about the lifting of Title 42. And uh, this was a policy that was in place for the COVID and so forth. And now President Joe Biden has seen fit to lift Title 42, and uh, there are hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people staged at our southern border right now just waiting to come across. And uh, basically, we don't have a border anymore. And the border that we do have is under the control of the drug cartels in Mexico. So without further ado, let's bring Sheriff Roy Boyd of Goliad County on to Backroom Access. Now it's time to welcome our special guest to Backroom Access. 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 Sheriff Roy Boyd, welcome back to Backroom Access. Thank you so much for joining me again. How have you been? Been doing well. Thank you for having me, sir. Well, Sheriff, uh, I really appreciate, I know how busy you've been with the border situation, and uh, I really appreciate you taking a few minutes out of your busy day to uh, call in and, and have this conversation. I think it's important because we're recording this this week in two days, Title 42 goes away, and you've been on the front lines for the whole time now, and we've had numerous conversations. I've had you on the show a couple times, and uh, it looks like you guys are staring down the barrel of a double-barrel shotgun come this Thursday, and uh, how are you guys seeing it? What Can, can you give us kind of an update on what's been happening and then looking forward to the rest of this week on Thursday and beyond what uh, you guys expect? Yeah, you know, looking at looking at what we've been seeing, uh, I mean, based off what we've seen, we anticipate uh, a surge like nothing that we've ever we've ever witnessed before. I've been doing this for twenty nine and a half years now, and uh, been involved in 
border security issue since, I don't know, somewhere around 2009. Uh, but I've never seen anything quite like what we're getting ready to face if all the indicators are true. Uh, there's somewhere between 700,000 and a million people on the other side of the river waiting to come across. That's a phenomenal number for, you know, one small span of time. Uh, but we've been seeing the indicators for the last, uh, last several weeks. I know that in our county out on the, out on the edges of the county, we're seeing where cartel scouts are coming and cutting locks and, and replacing locks and, and basically looking for places to stash illegal aliens, stolen vehicles, and things like that on private property without permission of the owners. Uh, we, we saw that back in 21 when Biden took office. It was, a, it was a big trend. And now they're beginning to scout out once again for properties to do that on. Uh, the other thing is our, our Operation Lone Star Task Force that we formed in March of last year. We were down in Kenny County last week. Uh, the the loads, the number of loads of illegals and the and the amount of drugs coming across is uh, at a really high rate at this point in time. It's not something we've seen uh, at this rate in quite a while. Kenny County's always got a lot of activity, but it's really picked up over the last few weeks. Uh, they were seeing what we call suicide loads this uh, this last week started up again. And what that is, is they'll take a pickup truck and they'll put anywhere from 12 to 20 people in a pickup truck mm. and just drive down the highway hoping not to get caught. And if you do catch them, then they run and you've got to chase them. Uh, seeing uh, multi-kilos of methamphetamine coming across. A uh, lot of people down there coming through that have firearms and are dressed head to toe in camo. And uh, that's something that's never been witnessed before. Uh Kenny County attorney explained to me that that they had never had anybody carrying guns while trespassing, traversing across the county. And now what they're finding is almost every single group has people with guns uh, when they catch them on camera on the various ranches. So things are changing drastically and it's gearing up uh, to uh, to get really nasty really fast. Well, it sounds like the cartels have almost complete control of the border. Is that a, is that a fair assessment? Oh yeah. They, the, the cartels have absolute control of the border. Uh, the U S government has abdicated it to them and they have, they have taken it and they're taking full advantage of it in order to, uh, import their, their various businesses into our country. Well, Sheriff, are our first responders, are they still more or less, uh, and I'm not talking about sheriffs and DPS and so forth, but I'm talking about the border patrol, the custom agents, are they still functioning as, as a welcome committee of sorts uh, more so than a, a deterrent for these people coming across? Because I see it, it's been reported over the last week or two where uh, the president is sending down an additional 1500 troops, but it's also been publicized that they're coming down for processing paperwork and things of that nature and not for uh, repelling this invasion. Yeah, there's there's no enforcement mechanism right now with Border Patrol or National Guard. All they are is a welcome committee in an effort to help speed these people through the uh, through the ports of entry and to get them into the country in a manner that's going to prevent them from being deported in the future or prevent them from being prosecuted for their illegal illegal entry into the country. Uh, what we're finding now is that 
uh, our government is issuing four nationals American passports, brand new American passports. They're giving them a piece of paper that tells them they have to be back in McAllen, Texas in the year 2026. Uh, and then they're sending them on their way. And so our government is is helping to shove as many people as they can across this border and into the United States as possible. It's hard to comprehend the, the treasonous behavior that, that our, our United States government is uh, really uh, participating in, because it, this is it's just treasonous activity to leave our borders completely open like this. Uh, but what's worse is, is Governor Abbott has apparently facilitated their behavior by moving these people deeper into the interior of our country. And it, it perplexes me why he won't take a step out and, and shut down the border. Um, and really at this point, I've talked with so many people over the last couple of weeks and, and the, the same question keeps coming up. What can we do? What are we going to do? Are we losing our country? Are we losing our state? Is, is it, are we past the point of no return? People want to know. Well, uh, personally, yeah, uh, I've had this conversation with other law enforcement officials. I've got some friends who have left Border Patrol because, uh, in their words, they're tired of being the last logistical leg of the cartel slave trade efforts uh, because that's what they feel like they are. Uh, they said that basically once people get here, we're helping to uh, deliver them to the cartel so that they'll have their slaves right here in the United States. Uh, but you know, it's it's a very complex thing to understand what's going on and to understand the historical why and the lessons learned from across the world that we are now repeating horribly. Uh, but, yeah, I think we're to the point where, I mean, it could be stopped, but the question is, is it too late? And my personal answer is, you know, uh, it's my obligation to do everything I can to protect the citizens of the county that I serve. Uh, but yeah, the end of the end of the country is is most definitely coming, just like the end of the state. Uh, and if we don't understand what we're doing to ourselves, then we fool ourselves and we go the same way as Rome, because that's exactly what we're doing is repeating the mistakes of Rome, along with a handful of other uh, once great countries. Well, Sheriff, what do you see going forward um, after after Thursday once Title Forty Two goes away? Um, is this just going to be a mad rush of people coming across uh, gotaways and, and whatnot? Or will there still be some semblance of uh, orderly processing and, and a continued flow? I mean, what, what are you and your colleagues anticipating? Well, I think that what you're going to find is they're going to jam the, the ports of entry with a, a whole lot of people. I saw today they expect 13,000 a day. So they're going to jam the, the ports of entry. But you have to realize we already have over 27,000 people in the processing centers at this point in time. All the Every sector along Border Patrol is at 150% capacity in their processing centers as of, as of yesterday. And so uh, the people coming across the port of entry are going to be the ones that the cartel wants to put across and tie up Border Patrol, the National Guard, DPS. They'll tie those people up basically changing diapers, babysitting and handing out, you know, their welcome to America packets. But the real danger comes from the people that the cartel will then shove across 
the rivers between the ports of entry. And there's more illegal immigration goes on between the ports of entry by far than ever comes through the ports of entry, just like drugs. Mm-hmm. I keep hearing people go, oh, most of the drugs come through the port of entry. Well, we don't really know that for sure, but I'm going to tell you from my experience, from all these years of dealing with it, no, more than likely, no, most of the drugs aren't coming through the ports of entry, just like the people. They're bringing them through in certain spots where they know that they get through because there's absolutely no protection. And I believe there's going to be a massive wave. Uh, you got to remember that there's about 60,000 vehicles stolen every year in the state of Texas. A lot of those are used for smuggling efforts. Well, in the last month, we've uncovered two large-scale auto theft rings. One's Venezuelan, one is Guatemalan. And it all goes back to stealing vehicles that they can use to smuggle people into the country, smuggle drugs, and then turn around and sell the vehicles on Facebook market after they've switched the VIN plates on them. Mm -hmm. And so this problem is so much larger and so much more complex than people wish to realize or the politicians wish to realize that it's just we're not actually fighting it to win. We're the politicians are, are passing fluff stuff and saying things just to just to get political points. And and then other people are are, you know, doing what they can just to get credit for doing something without actually doing something we're mitigating. We're not actually working to solve the problem. And that's what we actually have to do is try to solve the problem. Right. And nobody seems to be doing it, which is why we took the stance we did here in Goliad. We don't turn people over to border patrol. Everybody goes to jail for engaging in organized criminal activity One, because oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, continue because. Well, because, you know, if those, you know, first off they have committed a, they have committed a crime They've, they've been involved in, in an con- ongoing and continuous criminal episode by the time they get to Goliad County, and we put them in jail because legally they've broken the law. Mm-hmm. But on the flip side of it, a lot of these people don't realize that once they get to Houston, they're going to be told they owe another 10000 to the cartel, and at that point, they become slaves in the country. And if I keep them in jail long enough for them to go through the process and then plead out – there's a better chance that the cartel will have lost track of them and they can at least be free human beings because nobody has the right to put somebody in slavery. And that's exactly what our country is doing. We're importing far more slaves into this country on an annual basis than existed in all of the years of the traditional slave trade that people, you know, learn about in history. And that's a sin that the Lord is not going to let us, you know, get away with without some sort of retribution. One of the things that have been pointed out is on the news, especially is the number of young single males um, look, looking to be military age. Um, that's the majority of, of the people that are coming across there. There are women too, and then fewer children, but, mm-hmm. but most of the people coming across are men that look like they're of military age. And I've heard number, a number of comments that there are people coming across that are part of sleeper cells that will come into the country and then at some point wreak havoc. Uh, do you and your colleagues perceive that as, as a real threat and a real possibility? 
You know, I, I know that there's people that are that are terrorists that are coming across, and there's people from the Middle East that are coming across that are they're not friendly. That there's Chinese being brought across. You know, the folks from Latin America. I think the biggest problem that we face, other than the fact that they're being put into slavery, and and some of them are are then going into illicit activities such as drug dealing or part of the logistics chain for the cartels to increase their presence all across the United States, which they have a foothold in every major city in, in America. Uh, I think that the real problem is we're, we're importing a, a lot of people who have no desire to be Americans. And that's a dangerous thing that brings your country to an end because mm-hmm. America is based off of, off of certain principles and beliefs and we're bringing people in that do not wish to conform to those principles or beliefs that actually have a disdain. And I know that because I've visited with a lot of them. You know, uh, it's kind of like I, I, I told one of the one of the reps last time I was up and he wanted to argue with me about about the mentality of the of the people coming across. And I told him, I said, you've never sat in a small room and inter- uh, interviewed Sicarios. I have. I've met with these people. I know who they are. I know what their desires are and I know how they view us and ignoring that is not going to make them good people. Mm -hmm. And granted there's good people coming across, but you have to do it legally. And the problem is if they're not willing to do it legally, and of course our, our federal government is really at fault for all that, but you don't deserve to be here. We, We have to maintain we have to maintain our language. We have to maintain our our, our customs. Our culture. We have to maintain yeah. our culture. Mm-hmm. Yes, because if not, we're no longer going to be America. We're going to be Mexico, which is a failed narco-communist state. Mm-hmm. And you know, if you go back and review history, all the way back to when Santa Ana and Zachary Taylor sat down after the Mexican-American War and had some in-depth conversations about Mexico and how the government and the culture worked and you really don't know what you're dealing with. And it's not just Mexico, but other cultures down South and from across the world, we have to maintain, you know, the culture of America. China doesn't tolerate people that aren't Chinese coming in and doing things in their country. The Russians don't either. Most countries don't only the European countries in America. And that's why we're the ones falling. Right. Well, Sheriff, it's obvious that all of this, is intentional. There are dark and evil forces, I believe, in my heart, behind uh, everything that's going on, the movement of the people up through Latin America into the southern border. And um, our our United States government, our our president and his administration are totally complicit. And I, I, I really hate to say it, but I'm beginning to really believe in my heart that our governor and leaders of our state could be doing more than they're doing. And, um, you know, it's, it's a collective effort to allow this to happen. And, uh, things don't look very rosy. Hate to sound like a prophet of doom, but, um, we appreciate everything you and your colleagues are doing. We've had multiple conversations and your efforts, uh, have not gone unnoticed. And, uh, we pray for your safety constantly, and um, you know we we know you're out there fighting for America, fighting for Texas, and uh, we just want to say thank you for coming back on to Backroom Access and sharing this update with us. Um, 
you know, we, we wish you nothing but safety and protection going forward because um, it does seem that it's going to get worse uh, before it gets better, if if it gets better at all. So, yeah, um, I, I, I will say this, you know, I, I think, you know, I, I, we have to take a, a wholly different approach, a whole different approach at at uh, at this at this thing and if you can't get the politicians to do what the politicians need to do in order to force Mexico to bring this to an end because that's really where it lies right then the only other alternative is to deny a profit margin to the cartels and I honestly think that if the legislature will give uh, the borders are Mike banks the force that uh, that he needs, if they will give him the agency that, you know, is outlined in House Bill 20. Uh, from my conversations with him, I believe that he will he will be a wonderful partner and he will help make that happen because it's not happening with DPS right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think Mike Banks has the proper mentality to do that. I think that was really good choice on the governor's part, but without without an agency to to help work with us it doesn't do much good and so hopefully i I know they were they were supposed to vote on it today i haven't i've been too busy to to uh to look and see if it passed but if house bill 20 passed then hopefully the senate will pick it up and and do something and we can get this moving so that september 1st uh we can we can have that partner that we need at the local level to make things happen. Uh, As one legislator told me, he said, well, you know, if we don't get it right this time, we can always come back in two years. My response was in two years, we're done. We're lost. If we don't stop this massive wave, because I'm going to tell you, there's millions of illegal aliens just in Houston, in the Houston Metroplex alone. Sure. No I mean, question. they're building their they're building their own towns up there, mm-hmm. and we've got to bring this to an end yeah. because uh, it's not it's not right, and it will eventually spell the uh, the death of the country and of the state. Well, again, you mentioned it earlier, and they're bringing their culture with them. They don't have a an appreciation uh, or understanding of our history and our culture, and it seems like people. Americans, our, our government uh, is supporting the destruction of our history. Uh, statues are being torn down, things that are being taught in schools. Uh, there's, there's just a massive wave of changes that um, the people coming in, they, they'll have no connection to, to what America really is and, and was really founded on. And, it almost uh, sounds like the uprising of the Chinese Communist Party, doesn't it? Exactly, exactly. So, well, Sheriff, I know you're very busy and I can't thank you enough again for taking time out uh, of your busy schedule. Uh, I appreciate you keeping me updated and staying in touch. Uh, We want to have you back uh, real soon, kind of a post-mortem on the surge that we're going to experience here in the next couple of days. And um, we'd, we'd love to have you back and I hope you'll do so. Well, thank you, Jeff. Yes, sir. All right, Sheriff, you take care. Uh, God's blessing on you for safety and uh, the rest of your colleagues as well. And we will catch up with you down the road soon. Thanks again. Yes, sir. Thank you. Well, there you are, folks. Uh, You got it straight from the sheriff's mouth, uh, Sheriff Roy Boyd, Goliad County. 
We are always grateful to Sheriff Boyd to have him come on the show and give us updates. And this update this week uh, is really uh, not something that is very optimistic. With the lifting of Title 42, by the time this episode posts, it will have already occurred. We just don't know what to expect. As you heard the sheriff say, there's hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people staged waiting to come across. This is going to overwhelm our towns, our our cities, uh, our state, our, our nation. As I said, I, I believe it's intentional. I believe that our federal government, Joe Biden and his administration, and uh, even, even Republicans uh, seem to be complicit in this. Um, you know, there are those that are speaking out, but but for the most part, the Uniparty seems to be uh, in, in lockstep. Nothing seems to be getting done, and unfortunately, our state leaders from Governor Abbott on down have not really been able to um, accomplish anything either. So it's to our detriment, and it's very unfortunate. But if something isn't done and done soon, we're going to lose our state, we're going to lose our nation, and uh, I don't know. Maybe we don't have anybody to blame but ourselves. But at this point, uh, we need a lot of prayer. We need a lot of patriots and activists out there engaging, contacting their political leaders and putting the heat on. So just remember, you got to be informed, you got to be empowered, and then you've got to be engaged. And together, we're a much stronger force. Well, thanks again for listening in this week. I appreciate each and every one of you. Uh, You can find Backroom Access episodes, current and past, at backroomaccess.com, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and iHeart, or wherever you download your favorite content. I want to wish you a safe week, a healthy week, um, and uh, until next week, God bless you, and God bless the great state of Texas. Until then. Thank you for listening to Backroom Access. And remember, and remember, you deserve the truth about what is happening in your government. So stay informed and be empowered so you can engage in the process. For notes from today's show or to ask Jeff a question, please visit backroomaccess.com.